Welcome back to That's the Tea, the podcast that shares football news in the most digestible way possible. My name is Arjun. I'm here with my co-host Ryan for part six of State of the Franchise, where we plan to tackle the NFC South. Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing great, but I'm not excited to talk about these teams. Ooh. Okay, so if you were to describe the division, the NFC South, in one sentence, what would it be? I feel like no one really cares about them outside of the Bucks, And they used to care about the Saints because Drew Brees was there, but no, no more. No more. So you're saying that it's not even a competition right now in terms of the NFC South. No, there's I, a clear-cut winner here. I see. I think for me, my sentence would be if Tom Brady gets injured, what happens? Or they, they die. Tom Brady's the backbone of that team. But then who's going who's gonna to win the division then, right? That's all. Oh, who's going to win the division? Exactly. That's kind of, you can answer that later, but I guess that's kind of like where my brain is right now. Like if Tom Brady isn't Tom Brady this year, I don't know who's going to win the division. So I know who. You know who. Okay. Well, I, know who. I hope that question can be answered later on in this podcast. But without further ado, let's get started talking about the NFC South. We're going to go in reverse standings order, which means we'll be talking about the Panthers first, then the Falcons, the Saints, and last but not least, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's start with the Carolina Panthers who finished 5-12 and 12 last year. Ryan, what went wrong for the Carolina Panthers? Okay, first, we need to address something, and I think it's Sam Darnold. Uh, he has the talent to be a very stellar career backup, nothing more, potentially less. Uh, and Cam Newton, too. He, he's not a starting quarterback anymore. I think they, they experimented with both quarterbacks last year because Sam Darnold got injured and didn't work out, and they didn't do anything to fix it this year. So I think that's what, that's what went wrong. I think for me, it was really funny when Cam Newton was like, yeah, it was just not a scheme fit in New England. And he comes to Carolina and he like completely poops the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I don't want to say it because I feel like he's a pretty scary man, but you know, he's kind of washed. He is a little washed. I'm not going to lie. He made Sam Darnold look like a decent quarterback and then Sam Darnold played and he. he yeah, like Sam a- Darnold looked good for the first like what, four or five weeks. Yeah. And then he got injured and then never, never came back. Do you know who else got injured? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Who I think did you draft him? I did draft him at the 101. I was very hey, but he he (laughs) was the number one scoring running back before he got hurt. And then he got hurt. Then he got hurt. But I'm sorry, Ryan. Do you know who's gonna get hurt when the season starts, Ryan? I'm I'm confused. Who? Do you, do you, do you, no, no, do you? Because do you? it sounds like I, I obviously just didn't know Christian McCaffrey was going to get hurt. So do you no. somehow? Yes, yes I know. It, it's whoever you pick. And you know this is true. <laughs> you, you can see. Look look at your face right now. You know. It's painful. We won't know until after we draft who's going to tear their ACL. It's, it's whoever RJ picks in the first round. Always is. It always is. I remember I drafted Jamal Charles back-to-back years. That was really bad. And then um, you got Le'Veon Bell. See, but he didn't tear anything. He just didn't want to play. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's it for the Carolina Panthers in terms of like their last year. So let's move on to what to look forward to this year in terms of new additions. Ryan, in terms of free agents, they weren't super active. They got they got Deonta Foreman, who I think was playing for ten, the Tennessee Titans as a backup for Derrick Henry when he was out. And he did pretty well. Because I, I stashed him like two years ago, got nothing out of it. Yes, but he was actually serviceable last year for some reason. The Titans, I guess he kind of figured out his stride. 
And in terms of the other, I guess, free agent acquisitions, they re-signed DJ Moore. That was the big contract that they had. And they also re-signed Ian Thomas, who I always thought was like a sleeper tight end, but he just never panned out. Sleeper tight end. Yeah, like, and I think- I'll talk about him later. Ooh, okay. I like that. You already know where I'm going. We're going to go. Okay, awesome. Um, Moving on to the draft, they, I don't think it surprised anyone the direction that they were going to go at the 106. They picked in the first round, pick six. They got Ika McQuanu, which I think was the best tackle in the draft. And then they didn't pick till the 330 where they got quarterback Matt Corral, who I really liked coming out of college. Is that the one from that blue team, Oklahoma? No, Ole Miss. Ole Miss, yes. Ole Miss, yes, yes. The blue team, yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I know this. Blue team. Um, <laughs> in terms of head coaches or new GMs that they had, there weren't any major changes, but would you argue that Matt Rule is on the hot seat? Yeah, I, I think I read up on this a little, bit, a little bit because I saw you write hot seat for Matt Rule. And so he fired Joe Brady, and people are saying he fired Joe Brady as a scapegoat to save himself for another season. Ooh, but then we wow. all know it, that probably wasn't the issue. I mean, they lost McCaffrey. I mean, they, didn't, they don't have a quarterback. So I think it runs deeper. The issues run deeper, but he tried saving himself. I think this is his last year, to be completely frank. Like, whether it be injuries or... I mean, come on, you trade for Sam Darnold and he looks like that and it's, it's a little tough. You know what I'm saying? And you're still sticking with him. <laughs> you're still sticking with him, yeah. At least for another year. Exactly. I mean, they were in on Deshaun Watson. Then. I mean, yeah. who really knows at that point? Um, in terms of what to look forward to for the Carolina Panthers, Ryan, breakout players for the NFL, who do you have? JC Horn. Uh, I wanted the Raiders to take him, or I, like, okay, I actually don't. I don't remember if the Raiders could have taken him at uh, where they they were picking, but I wouldn't have mind if the Raiders did take him. I, mm-hmm. He played like three games last year before breaking his foot, and in those three games, I think he allowed one catch uh, on five pass attempts uh, coming his way. So, but in, in total, he played like almost hundred snaps. So I think he's pretty shut down. Oh wow, that's I. Honestly, forgot about J.C. Horn just because he got shut down corner. Got, shut down corner. He got injured really early on, but like what you mentioned, his first three games were really, really good. So I can see where you're coming out from there in terms of a breakout player. Mine was Brian Burns. Always been really, always really liked him. That's the the defensive end. Yes, yeah, the yeah, defensive yeah. end. He has not eclipsed the ten sack total, but in terms of like QB pressures, QB hurries, he's always in that like upper above average kind of like mm, position like good, it was like top there 50 yet. good but not there yet which is why i feel like that breakout is going to happen this year they already picked up his fifth year option so it's whether or not he can kind of perform and cash in that big check moving on God, he existed <laughs> of how we totally forgot our both of our picks that's pretty funny um moving on to fantasy football ryan who do you have as a i guess sure you already know mm-hmm. it's ian thomas 2018 pick they re-signed him uh i think it's a sleeper pick for me ben mcadoo is now the offensive coordinator and mcadoo was a former tight end coach so i think something's good there and when he and when ben mcadoo was in new york he made sure Evan ingram got the ball so i think he kind of likes tight ends Ooh, okay i wonder if ian thomas can figure it out this year i think that's what i mentioned earlier 
Um, especially with how depleted the tight end position is, I don't think it'd take that much to be a top 12 tight end. I don't think this so. Upcoming. Yeah. Yeah. Big sleeper. How about you? Big sleeper. What do you got? All right. For me, we are going to play a little game. So, God. yes, <laughs> you love these games. Um, so I am talking about a player who I think is going to break out this year in terms of okay. fantasy football and actually get the recognition, recognition, excuse me, that he deserves. So this player right here has had less career TDs than Cooper Cup had in all of 2021. Okay, that's your first hint. Huh? DJ Moore. Yes, it's DJ Moore. Yeah, I, I know, because I don't like him. Sorry, don't come at me. <laughs> I don't like you in the sense of fantasy. Yes. Okay. My other two bullet points <laughs> was that... Sorry, I um, had it right away. I was like, I know, yeah. I know this guy. Yeah. Um, you know that he has... Um, he's had more QB changes than Baker Mayfield has had offensive coordinator changes. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry to hear that. And he's gone three years in a row with over a hundred, le- uh, excuse me, 1100 yards. And can you name, I want to know if you can name all the quarterbacks that has, that he's played with. Well, Sam Darnold's one. Okay. Cam Newton's the other one. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater was there before. Mm-hmm. How many, are, how many are left? There's four more left. Yes, yes. I don't think I can name it. I don't know. I don't know who played for Carolina. Okay, I will go in the order that they played with him, okay? First was Cam Newton. Second was Kyle Allen. Third, Who's that? Kyle Who's Allen. That? He, was like, he was the backup to Cam Newton. I think Cam Newton got hurt and Kyle Allen took oh, over. okay, okay. Yes, okay. You'll know this next guy. who I was kind of shocked. I had to, like, double-check my source. Taylor Heineke. In Taylor Heineke was in Carolina. Yes, ta- ta- Taylor Heineke. Okay. Will okay. Greer. That name I heard of. Texans, Teddy, right? Was on the Texans? Yes, point? I think something okay. like that, yeah. Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. PJ Walker. Mm. And Sam Darnold. Oh, yeah. I would have gotten it. Um, But overall, this player is like literally the definition of being quarterback proof, in my opinion continues to be a top 20 wide receiver year after year doesn't matter who's throwing him the ball okay now i sound bad saying that i don't like him in fantasy but my justification <laughs> here is that i feel like like you said the touchdowns aren't there correct yes so then so, it scares um, me to draft him it's not that i don't like him i want to re-clarify myself i love Thank the you. backpedaling here i think it's some <laughs> not a backpedal <laughs> I think at some point the touchdowns have to like have to get there. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, like having, yes. Um, for the exact number, he had he has like a total of like I think eight touchdowns over like three or four years, and Cooper Cup had like eleven in 2021. Yeah, well, Cooper Cup's on another level. That's true. That is very true. I mean, eight over four years is three or four years is pretty pretty bad. So that is. It has to go up eventually. That's just my opinion. But um, it will. I guess the final question I have for you about the Carolina Panthers, Ryan, is do they have a chance to win their division this year? Ryan's shaking his head no. Ryan, I don't know what you're talking about. Just kidding. I also said no. Oh, yeah. Okay. They're okay. far away. They are very far away. But maybe this next team can kind of change that. Okay. It is the Atlanta Falcons who finished 7-10. and 10. And for them picking so high in the top 10, I thought that their record was a lot worse. 
I don't know. That was just me. But what do you think went wrong for the Atlanta Falcons to go seven and 10, Ryan? So I'm not so smart. I kind of read this online because I am not a huge fan of the Falcons. I don't, I didn't really follow them last season, but I, I read it and kind of makes sense. Someone said the Falcons are lucky to have won seven games last season because they pointed out that they were blown out when playing against playoff teams and they had one of the worst point differentials in the league. Their O-line was horrendous. They were missing Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they'll be missing him more because, you know, yeah, I don't blame them though. You know, you take a year off, you get bored, whatever. It's perfectly fine. Right. Things don't happen. bet on him this year. <laughs> nice. Nice joke. <laughs> Too bad. Calvin Ridley, you know, probably doesn't find that funny. But okay, moving from the bad to the good on the bright side, Cordero Patterson was really good. Good mm-hmm. player in real life, good player in fantasy. I, I don't think people drafted him, or was I, no. or am I wrong? He yeah. was a priority waiver. Picked him up, yeah. And I think he sat on the waivers for a while too. I mean, he was like on and off the waivers type of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ran with authority and speed. It was very great. I think I'm going to agree with you for the Calvin Ridley thing. If Maybe if they had Calvin Ridley, like they would have played better. I, I think their defense Could've. sucked. Like it was absolutely terrible in terms of like yeah, not stopping a lot of the things are very bad. Things. There was one player that was really good. So we'll talk, but we'll talk about that player later on. Um oh, okay. But Kyle Pitts was a little underwhelming too. But again, oh, yeah. he was a rookie. Matt Ryan's not at his prime. He's still a good quarterback, in my opinion, just not at his prime anymore. But a lot of things went wrong for the Falcons. And I think some of them was kind of out of their control. Um, that's just me though. Um, that was Arthur Smith's first year though. So maybe mm-hmm. he can figure it out or he's just going to be like another Matt rule, but who knows? Um, we can move on to new additions. Let's talk about something a little bit better in terms of the Atlanta Falcons. It's what did they do in the off season? They made a lot of decent moves. I was looking at the list and I was like, Oh, like they were pretty aggressive. So we got Mar- Marcus Mariota. Yeah. And that's presumably their starter. I heard today that uh, it's not close with uh, Desmond Ritter. Oh, it's not um, even close. Desmond Ritter is like very far behind. Yes. That's what I heard. A um, little concerning, just a little on, bit. Desmond. <laughs> um, they re-signed Cordero Patterson and Damian Williams. They re-signed Jake Matthews. They're really good offensive tackle. They re-signed Grady. Like Jerry, they're really old. Good. He's getting up there in age, but he's like rock solid, pretty good. Yeah, so, Jake Matthews was a name when we were like in high school, dude. Yeah, it's been a minute. That's like when they drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Same with Grady Jarrett. I feel like I've heard his name so many times, but like. Yeah, I remember seeing his thing in Madden Mobile, maybe. Or maybe that's the wrong guy. No, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like even the last player named Casey Hayward, they're probably all drafted the same year. And they're they're all good. Sometimes you can argue that they're great, but they're not like top five. Their position, yeah, top not, not top you know five. What I'm serviceable, very serviceable is a good way to put it. Um, I think what where they kind of get a little bit spicy too is the NFL draft. They picked at the their eighth pick in the first round, and they got Drake London, who I like. At the two hundred six, they got Arnold Abakete, who was a really good defensive end. He was supposed to be a first round pick, but he kind of dropped a little bit just because. You know, teams like the Patriots kind of <laughs> drafted other players, but it happens. And the 226 we'll talk about they, that later yeah. in a later episode. <laughs> so, and the 226, they drafted um Troy Anderson, who was a linebacker. And noble mention at the 310, 
They got Desmond Ritter. My original one question, only. the one and only. I was going to ask you if he had a shot to play this year, but you know, after my breaking news, it's a little tough yeah. to kind of vouch for him. Agree. Um, moving forward, though, no head coach or GM changes. So, Ryan, who do you have as a breakout player to look forward to for the Atlanta Falcons? In the NFL, it's going to be Drake London. London, uh, I think with Mariota leading the team, London can put up some numbers. I think a little too risky as a fantasy pickup, but in real life, he'll be good. Okay. 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 Who so you for me, for me, I think it's be a little obvious after I give you the facts, but he had more interceptions than Denzel Ward. He had more pass breakups than Jalen Ramsey. And he had more solo tackles than Marlon Humphreys. So it's a corner, but who is this corner? I don't know. Casey Hayward? No, it is not. They have another corner? Yes. Yes, they do. I feel like, no, no, no. I feel like right when you say, right when you say his name, I'm going to be like, oh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, what's his name? A.J. Terrell. Clemson guy. Clemson guy. I think they drafted him two, either two years ago. It was he's a Clemson guy, right? He, I'm pretty sure he is. He got he got drafted the same year that um Stefan Diggs's brother got drafted. Yes, yes, everyone was talking about um it's Trayvon Diggs, right? I thought Trayvon Diggs was his cousin. No, they're actual siblings, my guy. Oh, oh, brother. (laughs) Trayvon Diggs, brother of Stefan. Yes, correct, correct. Yes. Yes. So yeah, they got drafted the same year. So, you know, when Trayvon was having that really good year, no one cared about AJ Terrell <laughs> last year. So, but just read you the facts. And I mean, having more interceptions than Denzel Ward seems pretty good. That's just me though. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on for fantasy football. I feel like because you said Drake London for your first one, we both have the same one for uh, the fantasy football one. No way. Oh, no way then. Who do you have? I have Marcus Mariota, who you have. Whoa, what the heck? Yeah, who do you have? Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. You, you give your justification first. Another year with no Calvin Ridley. Yes. He's more acquitted with the offensive scheme than Arthur Smith. Yes. With Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, excuse me. And he has, he has help on the outside now with Drake London. You put up a really good point. Okay. Now you make my Marcus Mariota pick look a little stupid, but you know, I think you can call me crazy, but I think it's a little sneaky, you know, going with Marcus Mariota in the late round or something. I think it's a very, eh, I think he can be good on one condition. It's a very hard thing, but if his, you know, like his glass body can break less, I feel like he can be very good. He's a dual threat. He can run, he can throw, and he has the help of Kyle Pitt. He has the help of Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Cordero Patterson this year. Mm-hmm. I, he, I think it's, I think it's good. And whenever, whenever Marcus Mariota played, I don't know, this is just me like maybe recency bias. He looked pretty good. So I don't know. Yeah, because he played like five snaps last year. But you know, every time they came, every time he came in, you know he was going to do a design run and they couldn't stop the design run, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, I did have a question for you about Kyle Pitts, though, because I kind of talked to you about him a little bit. What is considered too high for Kyle Pitts, Ryan? So I'm gonna go start listing some tight ends and you're gonna tell me, do you like Kyle Pitts or do you like the tight end I'm gonna list? Sounds good. Alrighty. 
first one is Dawson Knox. Would you rather have Dawson Knox or Kyle Pitts? That's the guy, long hair on the Bills, right? Correct. I'll take, oh, God. I'll take Kyle Pitts. Okay. Okay. We're going to move up the ladder a little bit. Kyle Pitts or Dalton Schultz? Ooh. Probably Dalton Schultz. Wow. So that's where it stops for you. I I think I trust, I I trust Dak a little bit more and that offense to move the ball more. I mean, I'm not saying that Marcus Mariota and the, uh, the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. The Falcons can't move the ball. Yeah. I, I just feel like we haven't seen them move the ball yet. <laughs> so there's more comfort in me choosing Dalton Schultz. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, so I guess it'll be similar, a similar answer for when I say Darren Waller. Do you still think Darren Waller's going to have a good year? I guess this could be safe. I think so. Interesting. I, I, okay. I think he's chilling. Ooh, interesting. Okay. We'll talk about that Dude, later. I think Derek Carr is about monster year, man. See, Derek Carr will have a monster year, but can you spread the because he's throwing to Waller and Devontae Adams and awesome. Hunter Renfro? I see. Okay, so am I missing like somebody? Gonna... No, I'm not missing anybody, right? No, you got everyone. Yeah, it's just three receivers, thousand okay. yards each. <laughs> you you know that's a real possibility. It could happen. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I would not be surprised. I was going to say 1,500, but I was going to save it for the, uh, the AFC West episode. <laughs> um, George Kittle. I'm assuming you take George Kittle over. Of course, Pitts. of course, of course. Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. All right. So of course. last but not least, do they have a chance to win a division this year, Ryan? Uh, no, no chance. Sorry. <laughs> no, no shot. Uh, it's what I said. There's still a couple of years removed. All right. Well, moving yeah, on. when you... Like the last two teams we talked about, they just drafted a quarterback. They're, they're far away from this. They're not close. And it's funny because they might even be in contention to draft a quarterback this upcoming year, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> that's, that's wild. Let's move on to the Saints. Let's move on to the Saints who finished nine and eight. Ryan, when we're kind of on that border, I'd like to ask you both questions. What went right? What went wrong? I mean, what went right? Kamara, still Kamara. Uh, it's a guaranteed loss when Kamara isn't playing, but they have a chance when he is playing because Kamara missed the first four games of the season. They lost four games. And then in the 13 games that he did play, he put up over 1300 scrimmage yards. So then I think Kamara is what went good. Their defense wasn't bad either. Yes. Correct. So then I think that's one good bad side of things. I mean, I think Mike Thomas never really played. Everyone was waiting on him. I know. I, I know you're familiar with that. Th- this is what I mean, guys. He he also drafted Mike Thomas. Uh, on the IR spot, though. We have to clarify. I didn't just wait. I didn't just hold on to a roster spot. He he stayed on my IR. Yes, but you lost like a what six round pick? Seven. Thank you. Seven. Sorry, seven. On the on the snake turnaround. So yeah. Just <laughs> okay. A couple picks, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh the Saints so because Mike Thomas was out, the Saints had no wide receiver that had more than 50 catches or 700 yards. It was just absolutely kind of terrible. It is a that's a big big yikes. Oh my yeah, Marquez goodness. Callaway my butt. Everyone tried making me draft him. Remember he had that really big preseason game and everyone's like you should draft Marquez Callaway over That's what, I, that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I, I like Marquez Callaway too. Mr. Number mm-hmm. One out there. He's chilling. He's chilling. He was, yeah. Um, I think for me, what went wrong? Who was their quarterback last year? 
after James got hurt? Taysom Hill? Say, probably. Probably. I feel like I'm missing someone. And I'm oh. going to look like an idiot right now. Because I don't, was it really Trevor Taysom? Simeon. Trevor Simeon. That's the guy. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no. It was a mixture between Trevor Simeon and, and Taysom Hill. And Taysom Hill, correct. But, yes. but you know what's good? What's I don't know if it's good, but what's crazy is Taysom Hill is not a quarterback anymore. Yeah, because he was only in the Sean Payton scheme. Yes, he's listed as a tight end now in the Saints. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. That is pretty, pretty wild. Um, when we're wrong, that's pretty much it. But when we're right, their defense was so good. Yeah, defense Surprisingly good. Absolutely. Surprising. Go. And it only got better in the offseason when we talk about free agents right now. We have, in terms of free agents, quarterback Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton are going to be battling out for who's going to be QB1 in New Orleans. We'll see about that if he's ready. <laughs> he's already getting his, uh, he's already recording his workouts, and, uh, you know, they're always fun. He has so he's many recording workouts. Recording them already? Yeah. He, he has it already? Yeah. He's on his Couple Instagram or what? Yeah, I think it what was I, on his I Instagram. See it. Okay. I can all send it to you after. It's phenomenal. Okay, yeah. I love it. Tonight. Um, in terms of wide receivers, Jarvis Landry, Traquan Smith, they re-signed. And in terms okay. of safety, Tyron Matthew, That's Marcus May from the Jets, That's and the goat, one. the GOAT himself, nice. Daniel Sorensen. What a guy. Liability. <laughs> oh, like his, man. The gaps that he leaves in coverage is kind of like the gap like from his balding spot on his head. Sorry. I'll hunt you down. It's okay, you can outrun him. All right, moving <laughs> to Oh, now he's going to hunt you down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sorry, Daniel Sorensen. We did not mean it. We don't mean it like that. Um, moving on to the draft. At the 111, they drafted Chris Olave. My guy. At the, your guy. At the 119, they drafted Trevor Penning. At the 217, they drafted inside linebacker Alante Taylor. Right? You like Chris Olave so much. We're going to talk about him in a bit, but was he the best wide receiver, you think? In terms of like who was still on the board, there's I think Jamison Williams was still on the board. No, no, I, I think he's the best receiver in the draft still. He should have went number. He should have been the first receiver. Oh wow, you're making Take a bold it. statement. So he should have went to. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I was a Chris Olave fan forever, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, how selling me? What? <laughs> well, you I think hope I would hear... switch up like that. Oh yeah, of course, of course. What was I thinking? I hope to hear his name then when we talk about this next section for what to look oh, forward you will. to. 100%. Next year for the Saints. In terms of breakout players, Ryan, who did you have for the NF as an NFL breakout player? I think maybe Hymas Winston can take the next step now. Um, maybe in fantasy, but I don't really trust him too much. I think he does throw a lot of interceptions, but he has just so many weapons this year. There's just like so many, dude. Like I mean, Jarvis Landry, Mike Thomas, uh, Chris Olave. I think that's enough. That's literally three really good wide receivers. And they all do different things, right? You have like the, yeah, the, I mean, I, I feel like Landry guy. and Olave uh-huh. is kind of, they're both kind of slot guys. They're those slot guys, but Chris Olave has the legs and uh, Jarvis Landry doesn't, but he has the hands. And then you can always just have Mike Thomas lined out wide for the slants. For the slants. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's coming after you, buddy. Okay. He can't walk either. So it's fine. <laughs> Um, for me, for your NFL, NFL breakout player, I had Marcus Davenport, and the reason why he had—I know he had a really good season last year. And I'll read the—I'll read the stats for you. But you know, he hasn't played a full season yet since he got drafted back in uh, mm-hmm. 2018. Not a full season yet. 
In 2021, he played 11 games and he got nine sacks, which is pretty insane. I mean, that's like almost TJ Watt level in terms of like production. And the Saints are going to have to have a good defense this year in order to stay competitive this year. And I feel like it's going to start with whether Marcus Davenport can stay on the field or not. That's just me. Remember they traded up like 20 spots to pick up pick up this guy at like number 13 overall or something. Yeah, and it like surprised everyone. They're like, no, 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 it'll make sense. And it still hasn't made oh, sense. That's why you're saying it'll make sense this year. Yes, a thousand percent. In terms of fantasy football, though, Ryan, I am ready to hear your argument because I have a completely different argument for you. Chris Lave is a draftable guy outside of Mike Thomas because he has good hands and he will play in the slot. He is a security blanket for Highness Winston. See, that's so funny because I'm going to say that Jarvis Landry is no. a security blanket for Jameis Winston. Why? And so well, what, what did he do in Cleveland that makes you so impressed? So what did anyone, so here's, here's my argument. What did anyone do in Cleveland? And what happened to OBJ after he went to the Rams? Well, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, I mean. But, so mm-hmm. what do you not like about Chris Olave? It's not what I don't like about Chris Olave. I just think and I have this very similar feeling with Robert Woods that I don't think that the rookie wide the rookie wide receivers are going to take over the role like day one. I know they drafted Chris Olave high. I know they drafted what Traylon Burks really high. But Jarvis Landry and like Robert Woods are still really good wide receivers. And they've had like pedigree in the NFL, because what if Chris Olave doesn't pan out? I hate to say his name, but what if he becomes like Henry Ruggs? No, 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 no. Impossible. So you thought impossible, about it. You impossible. thought about it. You thought about that, right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I halted for like one second. Relax, <laughs> relax. Jamar Chase, rookie wide receiver. Very good. Yes, very good. T. Higgins was also very good, too. Who was better? I would argue that. Jam, jam. Champ, but who made it possible though? It was Joe. This is Joe Burrow. So, I mean, do you not believe in James Winston? I do. So, you so your argument is that Chris Olave is just as good as Jamar Chase. Wow, nice. Uh, I have a question for you. Do they have a chance to win their division this year? (laughs) (laughs) Do they have a chance to win the division this year? I think, and I kind of like alluded to this if something, if like. No pun intended. Like the ship sinks in Tampa Bay. Yes. I I said potentially, but my gut is saying no. Yes, I think it's like it's like on paper it makes sense, but you like you got feeling is like ah, nah. yeah. It's like a it's like a maybe. Like this is like a true maybe for me. Um, just because. Okay, so if we're kind of on the fence, do you see them winning the division more or being last in the division more? Which one do you think is more is more likely to happen? Between first or last? Yep. Uh, I think they're closer to first than last for sure. Hundred percent. I mean, look, did you not see how we talked about the other two teams? <laughs> <laughs> they, they they have to be closer to first. They have to be closer to first. All right. I. Yeah. You really think they could be last? See, but what if Marcus Mariota plays good? And Sam Darnold. Both. Matt Corral. <laughs> He's not even starting. 
yet. Come on, Ryan. You're forgetting like the key word for all of these sentences. <laughs> you know, I know you're spilling in that last word. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Moving on. We'll see after the end of the season. Let's talk about the final team in the NFC South. And I guess we can both agree the most important team in the NFC South coming into this year is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who ended the season 13 and four. They were the number one seed, right? Or the number two seed. I forget. They were the number two. No, they could have. No, they could have been number one. I'll, I'll check while you talk. Okay. So with that being said, though, what went wrong, what went right? We'll talk about what went right. I think there are a couple of things that went right. Number one, Tom Brady being Tom Brady. That's what made Tampa Bay so great. That's what has continued to make Tampa Bay really, really awesome. It's been the play of the real TB and TB, Tom Brady. I think another thing that surprised me that I think went really, really well for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this might surprise you too, Ryan, Leonard Fournette being Leonard Fournette. Back when Jacksonville, I guess, drafted him back in 2017 with the fourth pick, that's Leonard Fournette that Tampa Bay got this year. He played phenomenally well, ran, he fit that scheme very, very well, was productive both in the passing game and in the run game to the point where they didn't even want Ronald Jones anymore. Yes. Wait, I, I am, I'm struggling to find out. Okay. How about <laughs> where, where? And you talk about Tampa Bay. Because I can't, I can't filter it out by AFC and NFC. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. It's loading, it's loading. Okay. I got this. Um, Green Bay was one. Okay, there were two then, right? Buccaneers were two, yeah. They both had, I think they were both 13 and four, but Green Bay won the tiebreaker because I think they played each other and Green Bay won. So, what did you like about Tampa Bay, right? A lot, a lot of things went right. You know, I love Tom Brady, so uh, nothing could go wrong with him. Uh, the uh, I think the only thing that went wrong, and you can't even blame anyone for this, is the fact that like they, they were kind of missing Chris Godwin on the offense when he tore his ACL. So then I was like an injury woe or whatever. Can't blame anyone for that. The other thing that went wrong was Antonio Brown. Just big yikers. Don't know what that what the hell happened to him or what he was thinking or what he's still thinking. I really don't know. He's also kind of crazy. Did you hear him say that he wasn't going to get surgery until a team signs him? You know how absurd that sounds? He's just walking around in pain right now. He's walking around in pain and it's like, pay me and then I will go get injured or I will go fix my injury and then be out for a couple months. It's a foot injury, right? It doesn't make sense. I think that so. It's terrible. This, you know, what's funny though. The same thing happened to Michael Thomas though, because he got de- he delayed his surgery too. I don't remember if like what was the issue with that. That's something we should really dig into. Yeah, but too. Mike Thomas doesn't. He hasn't done half of what Antonio Brown has done. That is true, and I think people need to remember that Antonio yes. Brown's kind of goaded. Like if he didn't have this issue, Hall of Fame, right? I would think so. He's really good. Like he. He is very, very good. Even for his age, he was really good on Tampa Bay. I mean, I think he could have been good on the Raiders, but he he just didn't want to play. How many snaps have you played for the Raiders, Ryan? Have I played? Yeah, yeah. Just as many as him. Just as that's crazy, right? Just as many as we practically played for the Raiders. You know, literally the year that they got him, I think was like 2019. And then literally when they released him and all that thing i i thought it was like honestly like fake news you know i was like there's no way 
And then you start realizing, and then things start leaking out about how his like his blonde mustache and how he like his whole foot thing with the cryotherapy, and you're just like, oh shit, oh crap, you know? Like really happened, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is real. I think the moral of the story is like, don't trade, don't like receive a wide receiver from Pittsburgh because I think y'all traded for Martavis Bryant too, and he didn't. Yeah, that, that was no good either. That was no good. That was no good. And I think like the jury's still out on Clay Chase Wall. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah, I am so, very I mean, I mean, Pittsburgh, I mean, maybe that's where you go to, you know, I don't know, pursue other career paths. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. moving on to free agents. God. Um, they re-signed a lot of players. I put Tom Brady on this list because, like, he retired and unretired. Go to go to very good. You know, he gets the right to if there's ever yes. a player to unretire, to retire, then unretire in like the same month, it'd be Brady. Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Um, they also re-signed Giovanni Bernard and Leonard Fournette. They re-signed, or they actually got Shaq Mason from a trade from, I think, New England. And they signed Russell Gage and re-signed Chris Godwin. So pretty spicy. Pretty, pretty spicy. Um, in terms of the draft, a kind of under-the-radar draft. They drafted twice in the second round. They got Logan Hall, who was a defensive end. And they also got a tackle, who I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Luke, Luke Gadecki. Oh, good. Thank okay. you. We went two completely different routes there. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Wait, what did you? I, I thought we said pretty similar things. I said Gadecki. Oh, I said Goddeck. Okay. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. Never I like mind. Goddeck, though. That sounds so, I'd be so scared going up against Goddeck. And I was like, oh, Goddeck. And I'd be like, oh, my God. Yeah, but then, but then Godecki? I'm like, huh? who's that? <laughs> who's that guy, right? Um, Moving on, they also drafted running back Rashad White in the third round. In terms of head coaches, Rashad. Rashad. Oh, that's a new name. <laughs> in terms of head coaches or new GMs, Todd Bowles is taking over for this team. I'm a little nervous. He's a defensive-minded. I was thinking about this when I was writing up the notes. So I'm like, oh, like maybe this team won't do well because you know he's defensive-minded. But who was running the offense when Bruce Arians was there anyways? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, Tom Brady does the whole thing. So it's just like you don't need an offensive coordinator when you have Tom Brady, right? He he puts on two hats. So exactly. Moving on though, in terms of breakout players for the NFL, Ryan, I had Rashad White. I think he has potential to be the RB two on this team. And great insurance for Leonard Fournette, who we know is a little injury prone. How about you, Ryan? What do you have for your NFL breakout player? This name I got online, but he's interesting. Every site is naming him. His name's Joe Tryon. Shoyinka. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell me more about this guy. Yeah, so he's uh, expected to replace uh, JPP, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, and I think he will have a lot of help because he's playing opposite of Shaq Barrett, Shaquille Barrett. And I think Shaquille Barrett is really solid. Like, he goes ham. So I think uh, Joe Tryon Shoyinka is going to do very good. Shaq Barrett's so interesting because like, he was a in Denver. And then he goes to Tampa Bay and he just figures it out. Lights it up. Like, I don't know if I remember a player similar to that where like they really get traded and they like turn the page. We should, um, I would do research on that. That's something I'm interested in because I can't trade you. Traded or just switch? We do teams? both traded or switch teams. Yeah. I'd be interested in that. Yeah. Um, in terms of fantasy football, Ryan, who do you have as your breakout player? I have. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. Cameron Bright. I think 
it's going to be solid. You know, I, I, I think potentially you, you get a different tight end, but then you also have Cameron Bray on your team. And I think he could surpass the original tight end you drafted to be your tight end one. I think uh, Tom Brady likes his tight ends, unless it was just like a special thing between him and Gronk. Uh, Bray is, I think, the clear-cut number one tight end on the roster. Because, I mean, I'll give you three names. You let me know if you know him. Cade Auten. No. Ko Kieft. No. Cody McElroy. No. Oh, there you go. See? Cameron Bray. <laughs> I, I sold my point. I'm pretty sure people should draft him by now. I'm looking into drafting Cameron Brake this year, if the price mm-hmm. is right for me. Which brings up to my last player that I have to talk about today in terms of fantasy football and who I think will be a breakout player in the NFC South. It's Russell Gage. For me, you have to follow the money. Three years, 30 mil. No Chris Godwin for a good portion of the season. I think that's what Tampa Bay sees too. They're probably not going to have Chris Godwin for at least half the season. And we talk about this on the podcast every single day in terms of wide receivers coming back. Let's say they come back halfway through the season. You're not starting him week nine. You have to wait. You have to wait a week In week 10, maybe right at that point, Russell Gage already has 10 really decent games playing opposite of Mike Evans. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, they have Cameron Brape, but Russell Gage, again, you follow the money. They see the talent in Russell Gage. Yeah. Probably Tom Brady had a say in that too. So with that being said, Ryan, I have a couple of players. Um, would you draft him, him being Russell Gage, or would you rather draft Robert Woods? Robert Woods. Okay. Okay. I, uh, I was never a fan. Of Russell Gage is what you're saying. Or um, maybe the hype hasn't caught on to me yet. Okay. Um, would you rather draft Russell Gage or Tyler Boyd? Oh, Russell Gage, 100%. Okay, okay. Would you rather draft Russell Gage or Brandon Ayuk? I mean, after last season, Russell Gage. Okay, fair, fair. Okay. Last one, Russell Gage or Garrett Wilson? Where's Garrett Wilson again now? The Jets. Jets? Yeah, yeah. Russell Gage. I mean, Zach Wilson's very questionable right now. Good pick, right? You. Yeah. Russell Gage was decent. Tom Brady's, you know pretty decent quarterback right so good picks there i think i would agree with you for all of those two so that being said last thing i always have to ask you actually two things one do they have a chance to win this division this year i said yes, yes. how about you they'll win it perfect. perfect and the last one ryan it is how will the standings kind of fall into place for the nfc south let's start we always we always do reverse order so who do you think is to be in last place this year ryan Panthers. Carolina Panthers. thousand percent. It has to be the Panthers for me as well. Second to last? It's the Falcons. Falcons. Third to last? The Saints. It's the Saints. And last but not least. Fourth to last? First? First place? First place. The Bucks. It's the Bucks. We'll probably be talking about the same four teams. The standings are exact the same. Because it's not, I mean, like what what we said earlier, the Buccaneers are going to, they're going to rule the NFC South for as long as Tom Brady is in Tampa. Exactly. Yes. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. And hopefully you learned one more thing or two about the NFL. Share the podcast with your friends and follow us on Twitter at that's the T 2020. We will catch you guys again next week when we do the same thing for the NFC West. And that's the T. That's the T. Take care, y'all.